I don't know what your Christmas Eve was like last night, but um, for us in the Bell household to gather, to celebrate, to rejoice after being with you all was uh, the perfect and fitting end to an awesome day remembering and worshiping the Lord our Savior. And uh, I pray, we all pray together, don't we, that today our day would be filled with the joy of Jesus Christ. What better way for us to celebrate Christmas Day than to be together with one another to celebrate the joy of knowing and loving Him. Uh, For those who are joining us this morning as our guests, I just thank you so much for being here. Uh, My name is Pastor Jeremy. It's a joy to welcome you. Thank you for taking time to worship with us this morning. One way that we want to say thank you for being with us is after the, the conclusion of the service, these poinsettias here are for you, uh, guests, so please come down and take one. We pray that it would just be beautiful in your house as you remember uh, the Christ of Christmas. And church, by the way, once our guests have helped themselves to these poinsettias, as there are any left over, they're for you as well to take and uh, bring them to your home to beautify your home as we celebrate Christmas together. Um, today is our last Sunday of the year, as you know, which means we're on question 52 in the New City Catechism, which asks, what hope does everlasting life hold for us? Let's read the answer together. It reminds us that this present fallen world is not all there is. Soon we will live with and enjoy God forever in the new city, in the new heaven and the new earth, where we will be fully and forever freed from all sin and will inhabit renewed resurrection bodies in a renewed, restored creation. God gave a glimpse of this to the Apostle John, and it's recorded for us in the book of Revelation. And I just want to read uh, from the book of Revelation here. And and as I read John's words as God gave him this vision, just be encouraged, dear friends. Be strengthened. This is what awaits all those who trust in Jesus Christ. He says this, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Praise the Lord. Neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore. Can you believe this? For the former things have passed away. How appropriate on this last Sunday of the year that we hear this vision that God gave to John. Let me read it again. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That means every sorrow that you have sustained in this life, every last one, there'll be no trace of that anymore. Every last pain that you've encountered in this life, it will be gone forever, never to be remembered. This is what awaits all who place their hope and trust in Jesus Christ. And He will be the centerpiece 
We won't need the sun nor the moon because the Son of God Himself will be the light of our day and we will be with the Lord and we'll be with Him together. And therefore, we encourage one another with these words, dear friends, on this last day of 2022. Let's just take a second and survey what's occurred in our lives in 2022. Some of us have experienced great heights Soaring heights of joy and gladness, marriages and happy moments with family and new jobs and new accolades. Some of us have experienced the utter depths of despair, heartache you never thought possible, deep sadness over certain events in your life. Whatever 2022 was, this is the hope as we end our year together. This vision that God gave to John is what we have to look forward to in the days to come. Praise the name of the Lord. As we continue now in our giving through the worship of God, our tithes and offerings, I also want to say on behalf of the pastoral team, Chris and myself, we want to say to you, thank you so much for the way that you faithfully and generously support the work of the ministry of the gospel at Grace Community Church. We are profoundly grateful for the way God has so moved in your heart that you love to give, um, not out of compulsion or out of duty, but because you love him and you want to express that love through giving. And we are just so grateful for you and for your gifts to the, the work of the gospel. May the Lord continue to enable us as a church body to steward the gifts that he's given to us that we might be faithful to proclaim this hope of Jesus Christ throughout the year in 2023 as we walk with him yet again. Would you take now your, your copy of God's word and turn with me to Luke chapter 2. We are going to hear from... The great physician, Luke, as he records for us what may be, for some of us, a familiar passage of the story of the coming of Jesus Christ. I'm going to be reading uh, in Luke 2. I'm going to start at verse 8 and just read through verse 11. As I read it, I remind you, and as I remind myself, this is the word of the Lord. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. May the Lord bless the preaching of his word this morning and write its eternal truths on our hearts. One verse, three parts. We're going to focus this morning on verse 10. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you, here's point one, good news. Point two, of great joy. Point three, for all the people. Good news of great joy for all the people. That's what Christmas is all about. Christmas morning, good news of great joy for all people. The angel begins his address to the shepherds by saying, 
fear not. Now, why, I ask you, if this is good news of great joy, uh, why were the shepherds trembling? Why were they fearful? Well, to answer that question, it might help us to remind ourselves what it is the occupation of the angels is. What, what, what do angels do all day long? They bring worship and glory to the Lord God Almighty. They cry out in the presence of God, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They are in the presence of the Almighty God, and because of the refracted glory that they experience in being with the Holy Lord of all creation, they are, they are themselves shining bright. And the brightness of their countenance scared the shepherds as they're out in their fields and they see this glowing, glorious thing that they've never seen before and they were shaking with fear. You and I have never seen anything like it. It reminds me of the story of when Moses in the Old Testament, you may recall this, Moses went up on Mount Sinai uh, to receive the tablets and he was with the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights. And when he came down off of Mount Sinai, he shone with such brightness that people were fearful of Moses. They took a step back from him and they said, in fact, Moses, please put a veil over your face. The glory is too much for us to handle. God's glory was shining on Moses in that time such to, to the such degree that when he came down, people could not handle him being around them. These angels are in the presence of God worshiping the glorious Lord and they appear and the shepherds are fearful so they say fear not fear not for behold I bring you good tidings of great joy they said don't worry we're not here to pronounce a sentence of death we're here to pronounce really really good news because the sentence of death had already been delivered when Adam and Eve chose to rebel in the garden their rebellion against God, introduced sin into the world, and sin has affected us all ever since. We're all sinners. Those shepherds knew they were. The angels knew that. And you and I, everyone here, we know that we are sinners. We fail. We miss the mark of God's complete holiness and His total perfection. I've never met anyone in my, in my life that said, no, I, I've not ever failed. I've not ever sinned. I've not done that. We are sinners all. And on that Christmas Eve night, as the, these angels appeared to the shepherds and they, they cowered in fear, this good news broke through the darkness like this great shining light. God is right and just to judge our sins and and they came to offer a word of hope they came to tell of the good news of Christ coming in the flesh just to remind ourselves what did the people of Israel what did those shepherds need to do to atone for their sins they would they would take a, a sacrifice in fact maybe some of the very sheep and lambs that that they cared for were taken then to the temple to be offered as a sacrifice and the priest again would take that blood symbolizing symbolizing excuse me the the cleansing atonement and they would sprinkle that blood on the altar to to atone for the sins of the people 
all of those atonements, though, they would have to do them again and again and again repeatedly. And the good news that these angels were delivering on this night is that time is over. The Savior that you've been waiting for has come. This was good news. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Notice whom the Savior was born unto. It says it was the Savior is born unto you. This was a personal message to those shepherds. Not just, hey, Jesus has come. Jesus has come, shepherds, for you. Jesus has come to redeem you. Jesus has come that you might have life and that you might have life in Jesus' name. As these shepherds grew and as they watched the baby Jesus grew, he grew into a man who lived a perfect life and he experienced all the temptations and and the sorrows of this life yet without sin. And one day he would sacrifice himself. Remember when, when John saw Jesus coming, what did he say? Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Those shepherds were the first to hear this good news that God himself would make him the sacrifice for their sins. No longer would they need to go to the temple repeatedly to offer these sacrifices. This was good news as God had come unto them. This was not only good news, it produced great joy because there's no news in the history of the world that could top this news. So I want to ask you to think with me for a moment. Think about Is there any news in the entire world, in the history of the world, that could possibly compare with the news of this good news? I was thinking about some of the headlines that have been made in the halls of history. So, you know, uh, I was watching a movie the other night and there was they were showing uh, good news on V.E. Day, you know, victory in Europe. Does that news top the news of the coming Savior? Does the news of of Anything else that you can possibly think of, top the news that Jesus has come. That we, by faith, can have our sins forgiven. And we don't make the sacrifice. Christ has made the sacrifice for us. That's why the angel announces, I bring you good news of great joy. I took a moment and listed out some of the benefits of this good news for us. So listen to some, just some, There's tons more. But listen to the benefits of our great salvation. Because for all who have believed in Jesus Christ, He has done this. He has wiped away all our sin. He has canceled its debt. He has removed our guilt from us. He has cleansed our consciences. He has given us hope and joy for the future. He has promised to provide everything that we need. He promises that He will never leave us nor forsake us. That in every circumstance, He will always be with us. Think back on 2022. God has never left you once. In the highs and in the lows. Not once. He was always with you. 
Our future as Christians, our future is certain. Our Lord is ruling and reigning over all things. There's nothing that's not under his command and his dominion this morning. He is coming again. He will bring us to himself. We will be with him forever, for all time. In his presence, which is the fullness of joy, we'll we'll be with him forever. He will heal every disease. He will wipe every tear. He will remove every last pain. He will fill our every need. He is Jesus and He's coming soon. And we have reason for hope. This is good news of great joy. And this last part, for all people. Good news of great joy for all people. Fear not. For I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. See, what Jesus loves to do is he loves to save people who think that they're outside his reach. Jesus loves to come and minister his saving grace to people who think there's no way that God could love me. There's no way that God could accept me. There's no way that that given all that I've done, That God would ever receive me as his son or his daughter. But Jesus came unto the earth so that he might save people just like you and people like me. He came to save people who are caught in sexual sin. He came to save people who are swindlers. He came to save people who were unfaithful or who are cruel and unjust He came to save people who murdered. He came to save people who are jealous and envious and angry. He came to save thieves. Remember the thief on the cross right next to him. He didn't even say that much, but he believed in Jesus. And what did Jesus say to the thief on the cross? He said, say it with me. Today, you'll be with me in paradise. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. John says it this way in his gospel. He says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Do you see it there? He gave the right, if you believe, if you receive Him, just like that Christmas gift that you receive, if you receive Him, He gives you the right to become the children of God. You have a place at His table. You're a part of His family. He loves you and and pours Himself out to you. He receives you. The sinner that you are, the sinner that I was, He receives us. He forgives us. He covers us in the sacrifice of Christ. Just when you think you've done too much, just when you think you've done, oh, God would never forgive this, that's when God loves to come in and remind you, you are my son. You are my daughter by faith. And so I ask you this morning, have you received Jesus Christ? Have you believed in Him? Do you trust in Him? Because this is why He came. This is why we celebrate Christmas. We celebrate because Jesus came to rescue and redeem people like me and you. 
I encountered somebody recently who said, you know, you Christians, you make such a big deal about, about Christmas. You know, the little baby in the manger. It's all just this big fairy tale. And I say to that, no, no, no. You know, on the, on the manger scene on that Christmas night, we see the images of the gospel itself. How do we see the images of the gospel? Think about it this way. We hear the story that Jesus, as a little baby, was wrapped in swaddling cloths, little strips of cloth that circled around his body as a means of warmth and comfort. And you know those cloths that, that kept him warm and comfortable on that first night are a symbol of some other cloths that would be wrapped around Jesus. For after he lived and grew to be a man and lived a perfect life and died in our place, some more cloths were wrapped around him. After he was brought down from the cross, they prepared his body for burial and they wrapped cloths and covered the wounds that he sustained for you and for me on the cross. And so when we see the baby Jesus wrapped in swaddling cloths, let's be reminded that this Christmas story is just the beginning of the story. He was wrapped in cloths on another day for you and for me. That by faith in his sacrifice, we too would have everlasting life with him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him, should, have, should not perish, but should have everlasting life. This is the love of our God at Christmas time. That babe in the manger would die for us that we might know good news of great joy for all people. Would you stand with me as we prepare now to sing and close in our song? God, this morning we come and we worship our risen Savior, King Jesus. We come now to bring offerings of praise and adoration to Him who came unto us so that we might know Him and have our sins forgiven and our consciences cleansed. And Lord, for all of us here this morning, it's, it's a joy to worship. And we pray that You would build faith in our hearts. If we could find a way to make ourselves acceptable before You, God, then Jesus would not have had any reason to come. But because our sins cause us to fall short of your glory, Jesus had to come. And by faith this morning, we claim his forgiveness over us. We thank you that his blood covers us and cleanses us. And now, no sin will ever be sticking to us because He's cleansed us completely. Lord, if there's anyone here this morning who doesn't know the confidence of their sins forgiven, who haven't experienced this good news of great joy, Lord, we pray right now that You would draw them to Yourself that you would cause them to believe that this little baby Jesus that we worship and we adore came 
that they too might be saved. But to as many as did receive him, he gave them the right to become the sons of God. Lord, on this Christmas morning, receive our worship, receive our thanks, and now as we sing in joyful adoration of you, receive our worship, for he, the risen King, deserves every last one. He came to bring us good news of great joy for all the people. We pray this together in Jesus' name. Amen.